Good morning and welcome to my podcast. This is Addie Hirshton. I'm so glad you've chosen to hear my story today. And I'm excited to share it with you. First, my quote. This is by Ralph Waldo Emerson. Success is to laugh often and much, to appreciate beauty, to find the best in others, to leave the world a bit better, to know even one life has breathed easier because you lived. And now, my story. Once upon a time, there was a king. He woke up one morning, yawned, stretched, got out of bed. Then he looked out his window. Oh, and he saw the sun rising up all warm and golden. And he thought to himself, ah, this is the perfect morning to have a walk before breakfast. He put on his robes and exited from his bedroom out onto the terrace. From there he could see a beautiful view of the valley. He walked down the terrace steps, passing rose bushes and cherry trees, all blooming madly. Down, down, down the hill he walked until he got to the river. Now this was a deep, wide river. He smelt the morning air, looked out over the water, and oh, he saw a little boy. And the little boy was fishing. As luck would have it, at that exact moment in time, a wave pushed down the river and made the boy's boat topple over. The boy splashed into the water and flailed about. It was obvious that the little boy could not swim. King Midas knew he must do something immediately. He dove into the water, swam out to the boy, gathered him up, and dragged him ashore. He hit the boy on the back (coughs) so that he coughed up water, but the boy was all right. He was safe and sound. (sighs) King Midas was very relieved to watch the little boy walk down the river toward his home. Then the king turned, and there in front of him was a genie. The genie said, King Midas, you have just performed a very good deed, and for this I am going to grant you one wish, any wish your heart desires. Now I'm sure that 
all of you who are listening can think of at least one wish that you would like to have. And our king, well, our king, he had most things that people need to make them comfortable. He even had servants to help him. Most days he didn't have to lift a finger. What would I want more of? Hmm, thought the king, and he remembered how he loved to wear his jewelry. How he loved to wear his crown of gold. What if he made it so that he had the power to make everything in his whole entire palace made out of gold? Perhaps even everything in his kingdom. He would be known the world around. Oh, Jeannie, here's my wish. I wish that everything I touched would turn to gold. Your wish is granted. The genie bowed to the king, and he was gone. Well, King Midas, he didn't know whether this wish could possibly be true. He kneeled down to the riverbank, touched his hand, the gravel then lifted it back up where his hand had been was now a print every little pebble and piece of sand that his skin had touched was now shiny hard and yellow it had all turned to gold Excited now, the king ran up the hill, and as he did, he touched a tree. It turned to gold. He touched a rose bush. It turned to gold. He ran up the steps. He touched his door, and the whole thing turned to gold. Ha ha! He entered the palace and thought to himself, Ha! Well, before I transform the whole building, I think I'll have some breakfast. He went and sat down at the table. The chair turned to gold. The table turned to gold. He picked up his spoon. It turned to gold. He picked up his water goblet. It turned to gold. Then the king lifted the water goblet to his lips. Yet as he drank the water, it transformed into little flecks of gold, and he had to spit it out. Oh, this could be a problem. I, I can't drink, thought the king. He picked up his spoon and dipped it in the porridge, took it to his mouth, and... Oh, the porridge turned to gold. At that moment, his daughter ran into the room. Daddy, Daddy, she said, I, I was just out in the garden and our roses, which yesterday were soft and pink, now they're shiny and hard. What has happened? The king turned to explain to his daughter what had happened. He touched her shoulder. 
she turned to gold. Her whole face was stiff and hard. She could not blink. She could not talk. She could not see. She was a statue. <gasps> Jeannie! Jeannie, come back! Jeannie, come back! The genie was there. Oh, oh, genie, I, 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 I beg of you to take away this gift of the golden touch. Look at my daughter. She's a statue. <laughs> yes, yes, said the genie. I thought you might change your mind about this wish. It's all right. What you must do is take yourself and your daughter down to the river. You must both be submerged in that water. Cleanse yourself of the gold. And then all will be as it was before. Oh, thank you. Thank you, said King Midas. And the genie was gone. King Midas grabbed his daughter, and he lifted her up. Oh, she was so heavy, but he ran as fast as he could down the hill, threw her into the water with a splash. She came up coughing. Huh. She hadn't even realized what had happened, but she was all right again. Then King Midas, he submerged himself in the water, and he took his hands, and he scrubbed them, and he scrubbed them, washed them off, and as he did, little flecks drifted down the river, those flecks of gold settling in the sands. King Midas lifted himself up out of the water. He embraced his daughter. And he was very thankful to have her back again. And that's the story of King Midas and the Golden Touch. Well, that story was first written down, first documented by Ovid. And you can find wonderful translations at, of it at your library if you care to. There's one very good one by Ted Hughes. Um, however, the addition of the daughter being turned to gold was not written by Ovid. That was created by Nathaniel Hawthorne. And I love the addition of the daughter being changed to gold because I think it really drives the message home of What's really important? What do we really need to be thankful for? Perhaps the people around us. The message behind this story for me is how A, we need to be thankful for what we already have. And like many stories, many folk tales, our main character ends up in the end exactly where he was at the beginning. But now he has a better perspective, right? So, um, and of course, the, the purpose of t 
telling a tale like that is the audience hears it. They leave the auditorium. No different than they were when they came in, but hopefully they have a better perspective and they can be um, more aware and more thankful of all the things that are around them. And I, of course, wanted to tell this story to you and share it with you because it is November, our month of Thanksgiving. And I think King Midas is a perfect tale to tell around Thanksgiving time. And yet... You have to wonder, (laughs) is one message behind this story that you have to be careful for what you wish for? And certainly, we all have wishes and hopes that if they really came to fruition, if they really happened, we might actually regret it. For example, if I was to wish for uh, a huge mansion to live in, well, what if I got that mansion and then... I felt so small inside it that I would worry that someone could break in at the other end and there's nothing I can do, I can't hear it, it's too far away. Um, Or how do I keep a huge mansion like that clean? Well, I don't have, I didn't wish for the servants. (laughs) I didn't wish for somebody to help me clean it, so then I've got a big problem on my hands. Um, So yes, we do have to be careful for what we wish for. But I think it is good to have wishes. I think it's healthy to have wishes. I think it's normal to have desires. It's part of being human. But one thing I've done this week is I've read an excellent book that I'd love to recommend to everyone out there. It's called The Right Brain Business Plan. It's by a woman named Jennifer Lee. And in it, you, as a entrepreneur make a business plan that's visual and the one I created after reading the book is on the wall of my studio and it's got wonderful papers and cuttings and um, post-it notes and the lovely thing about it is you set your goals and create your vision of what you want to have happen you lay it all out and as a right brain aka artist person you can see it in front of you and um it was so much fun to do and I really feel it was an excellent exercise for figuring out where I want to go with my own business but any of you could do this you could do this just for your life plans even if you're not a business person um make a visual Uh, Make a drawing of where you want to be in a year, where you want to be in five years, what's important to you, what wishes do you have. And and it was funny to me that I created this and on it there were lots of goals. But some of them, after I put the post-it note up there, I realized, you know what, this might not be the goal I really want to have up there. That might not be the direction I really want to go. For example, I had thought, oh, I, I want to tell stories all over the United States. Right now, my storytelling business, I do performances within my state of Indiana. And that's my target audience. But then I realized when I made the post-it <laughs> all over the country, I thought, 
well, you know what? I don't really want to go all over the country. Maybe occasionally I could go to an exotic locale, especially if it's Florida in the middle of Indiana winter. I wouldn't mind that at all. <laughs> but I don't want to travel all the time. I don't want to miss time with my daughter, not be there for her when she gets off the bus. I want to be close to home. And when I articulated that and got clear about what I really want, uh, hopefully I can make them come true. So there's some food for thought. I hope that all of your real wishes come true and that you can uh, figure them out as we come into the end of the year. I'd like to add a little note of thanks for you listeners being here and allowing me to share my stories through this podcast, especially because when I go out to do performances for audiences, I share the story, a story like King Midas, and then I let it be. I don't add my own philosophy behind it. I don't add what Doug Lippman calls the MIT, the most important thing, the message that is the backbone of the story. I don't go into any of that when I do a performance. And so this is becomes a wonderful space to be able to share my thoughts. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear the, a bird just uh, saying outside my window. <laughs> uh, funny. Um, but at any rate, I am very thankful to have this medium and be able to share my deeper thoughts with all of you. And and hey, I just realized perhaps I am reaching uh, with my stories all across the United States. <laughs> I don't have to travel and go those different places and still um, have that wish come true. So yeah, th- things uh, things twist around and you got to be flexible with those wishes. So on that note, I will end. I hope that all of you have a wonderful day and continue to share your own stories. You have been listening to the Fantastic Fables podcast. To find out more about Addie and her creative work, go to fantasticfables.net.